Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. The weeks running up to an exam often feel like quite a distinct phase of your learning compared to everything else. It's quite an important phase and it's not really one we've talked about much on the podcast before. But it's often something that uh, Alex and I often work on when we're spending time with our coaching clients. And there's quite a few useful things that come up in conversations at this point about what to focus your prep on in those final few weeks. And also how to handle the exam day itself so that you can maximise your score. Today, we're giving you a ringside seat on one of those conversations uh, with a coaching client of mine called SIBO. This recording was made just a few weeks uh, before she was due to take a major set of exams uh, as a specialist in psychiatry. To bring you up to speed on where we had got to, we'd already done some work in previous coaching sessions on her learning strategy, finding a good system for her to learn fast and remember more, uh, especially as her exams required to her to know uh, a really quite vast body of knowledge, uh, as well as working on things like setting up a consistent routine that worked in the context of her pretty full life, uh, helping her overcome procrastination and stick to her goals through a combination of systems that suited her and a little gentle accountability. In the conversation you're about to hear, we are going to cover what she's going to focus on in uh, her preparations in the final few weeks she's got left before she takes the exam, uh, as well as test day strategies uh, to help her find those all-important extra marks. Uh, and we'll even touch on some useful mindset points as well, the sorts of things that can, can crop up, uh, particularly in the final few weeks. I think there are a lot of really helpful general lessons here that could apply to your circumstances too, uh, particularly in those final few weeks leading up to uh, a big exam. And I think that by hearing them in the context of a real person actually going through this uh, for herself, uh, that should hopefully really bring the lessons to life for you and and, and help them you know, feel more real and, and learn how they might uh, work out in practice. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation today. I think you'll get a lot out of it, particularly if you've got exams coming up. But we're going to open by asking Sibo to just give us a little background on the sort of exams she's taking. So I'm working on my psychiatry board exam. So I'm a doctor's practicing psychiatry. Then uh, I'm doing postgrad in psychiatry so that I can be a psychiatrist. So it's like my board exam. Yeah. And yeah, it's been tough. Um, I've done this exam before and it didn't go well. It went south. I was very shocked. <laughs> um, but um, reflecting on, you know, like just going through the journey again and soliciting the help of an exam coach. So that's how I met you, William, because after I received my results, I was just so shocked. It was the first time I had an academic failure. But also, I think what really stunned me was that I didn't see it coming. Then I was just like, oh, then I really need help. Because yeah. <laughs> clearly, this is not something I can do on my own. Clearly, I was blindsided or, or something has to change. I need to 
change my technique or and honestly I think um trying to get an exam coach I wasn't sure what I was really looking for for but I just wanted to consult and and to just go through my the technique I had used and see if you know there were any changes I could make so yeah and I think that very first meeting was just it set the bar for me because it made me realize that oh my problem was that I was familiar with my work but I really could not retrieve it I couldn't recall it um and so I think on just after that first meeting it was just me working on my retrieval practice and it was a whole I had to like do a whole haul on how I studied like taking notes with intention active studying asking questions when I'm taking notes instead of just you know putting things down and also like making time for retrieval because as I was like doing the work again I'm like oh I did this but I don't even remember studying it I don't remember writing it down because I wasn't going over to retrieve to retrieve the work but also to revise the work so it was just like oh I've done that I'm done with it it's in the past and exactly that it's in the past you never remember it never comes back to the present if you don't revise it so yeah I don't know if I'm going on too much but yeah that was just it and I think right now three weeks before my exam I feel like I'm I'm a totally different person like the way I study even my my attitude I I feel like I have the facts and I can recall the facts and I understand that going into the exam, I must be able to know the facts. But previously, I was just like all over the place. And yeah, so uh, looking at my study technique definitely um, changed the game for me. And I think it made me also feel more confident in how I approach my studies because I knew like I had a a technique and it was working. Um, I added flashcards also. You know, just yeah. to improve my retrieval, and I do um, doing the online ones. Yeah. I do them myself, but um, it's on my phone, which is nice. So wherever I am, like if I'm in between patients, I can just go on my Anki and look at these things that I studied. So going over the material over and over again, and then and then I think another thing that I've been telling everyone is the, you know, I have it written here on my study room. Try to remember it's okay. You are training. Don't be afraid to remember, you know, to to do the practice because I think I was just, I would become anxious thinking, oh, I'm not going to remember. But understanding that it's it's not about remembering or not. It's about the process. It's about training your mind to remember and that is part of the learning you know like you gather information you assimilate it you know it's in your brain but then you have to train yourself to be able to remember it and I was scared of taking in questions I don't know because it's like oh it's going to show that I don't remember this and so what it's it's you're not on exam day yet (laughs) so need to know that okay you need to work on this so that really helped me. And I've been telling my friends also, like when we do questions, 
and people will be like so despondent because they don't remember. I'm like, no, but that's the whole point. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the exercise to see where your deficits are because sometimes you think that you you know it, but you really don't. Yeah, so it's okay to make mistakes in the training it's okay to make mistakes while you're doing your retrieval practice it's practice you're not supposed to get every single answer right um and we learn almost just as much possibly even more uh from what we get wrong or what we don't remember uh, provided we see what the right answer should have been uh, helps it to stick for next time that's all part of the training it's all part of the practice yeah also so that and also getting a study group really helped me i think for just the accountability the accountability aspect. And, you know, sometimes when you just feel like, uh, don't wanna, why must I? And then you know you have an appointment, you must meet people and you must show up. So that has really um, helped me. Yeah. I think initially and even with our last appointment, we talked about, like, what must I do? Was like, must I take anything, to chemicals to enhance my memory right, yeah, yeah. so that I can remember? And I know I was like, going back and forth with this until I just realized, you know what, it's not necessary. And look, just making sure you get your exercise on and drinking your water. Like I use nuts. I drink nuts. I eat nuts. Don't drink them. But this so good. And they, I always feel so energized after taking them. And then I realized, oh, actually, I don't need chemicals to do this, you know. And if I just make sure that I plan my term and get enough sleep, then I'm going to be able to show up and be productive um, by taking breaks in between. So I'm I'm really grateful. And you know what? So I was talking to my friend. So we have, so like the group of doctors, I think there's five of us who are writing now. So there's like a group. And then I was telling my friend this, that, you know, I, I was quoting, you know, what you were telling me. I'm like, guys, this is what my exam coach said. And I'm telling them it's William Wordsworth. And she's like, I actually know him. No way. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that how crazy. She actually had a session with you, I think. To- so I'm just interrupting briefly. I found out at this point in the conversation, totally unbeknownst to me up until this moment live in the chat we were having, uh, that two separate psychiatrists in the same office, the same exact office, uh, had both independently found their way to to me and hired me as their exam coach, which was just such a crazy coincidence. Um, I've redacted a tiny bit of the main conversation with Sibo at this point, uh, because as we were discovering this, uh, we both used the full name of the colleague uh, of Sibo's that uh, was my other coaching client. And I don't normally use clients' full names here on the show, at least not not without their permission. Um, So uh, I've just snipped a little bit of the conversation out. Um, But uh, yeah, Sibo and her colleague may live in the other hemisphere of the planet to me, uh, but the world felt very small in in this particular moment uh, in this conversation. Uh, let's pick up the action uh, and we'll get right back into it. What are the odds? Because like William Russell, I know him. He, you know, I was like, he was my coach and I listened to his podcast and then we started like just going over talking about you and how awesome you are. <laughs> so I, what are the odds? That's crazy. Like what? That's absolutely crazy. It is. Um, well, do say hi. Um, I, I hope everything's going well for her too. <laughs> they are in the same boat. Yeah. And because it was interesting, like the way she was talking and also just observing her in the study methods and things she was doing, was like, hmm, she's very interesting. So 
I always liked her for that. So when we started talking, we realized, oh, we actually had seen the same um, exam code. Yeah. So that was cool. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. Um, so that's great. That's amazing. So you've changed all these things. You've, you've uh, improved all these things about your study technique. You've got your mm. retrieval practice working well. You've got your study groups to help with the accountability. Um, it sounds like it's been, been going really well. And and it sounds like the, the results you've been getting, you, you've been really happy with and improving the confidence. Now, here we are three weeks out before the exam. How are you feeling at the moment? <laughs> What must I do? Like, of course, like I still have concepts that I want to revise because most of the work like I've done. So I'm like just going over it again, but using practice questions to sort of like go over it. I've really also tried to work on my approach to the exam because it's single best answer. So you have four options, which are all right, uh, but you need to get the most correct yeah. answer. So you need to be very, um, what is it? Uh, you, your concentration and attention needs to be good. You need to be able to take each and everything they say as something that could contribute, could help you, you know, come up with an answer. And so what I found sometimes I just like maybe brace through answers like the questions just you know quickly read I'm like okay I know what you want but like I've had to practice to read line by line and not be in a rush because everything in there is a clue and you know like you said like you know speak to your friends that feel like they're intimidating you so I've done that also just like put myself in a space where I don't feel comfortable but it's interesting to see that you don't do as well in a place where you're feeling like anxious and then try calm yourself so that you can come up with um better answers it does get better with practice (laughs) Mm. Um, if it feels awkward and uncomfortable at first practicing you know, in front of friends or whatever, then, uh, you know, that's almost a sign that this is good practice to be doing. It is. Working through it. It helps you prepare for, you'll still be nervous, but you'll be that much more prepared for dealing with the nerves and mm. still being able to think clearly. Mm. By doing those kinds of practices. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to suggest. Um, is this a digital exam? So you take it on a computer? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you get notepaper or a whiteboard or anything? You have a paper, paper. they give you like, you make notes. you got paper to make notes. Okay. So a couple of thoughts. First, when you are, when you're reading a question, my go-to advice, um, if it's on, if the exam is on paper, is to, it's to be really quite aggressive and proactive about underlining and putting a big box around various bits of the question to kind of pull it apart Mm. and pick it apart and, and, mm-hmm. and make sure you pay attention to all the key little bits of information in the question. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that so well on a, a screen. They have a highlighter. You, at the very least, you can highlight, yes? I mean, so, yeah. you know, you can use the cursor and, yeah. So that that's helpful. Um, I would also mm-hmm. say when it comes to the answer options, a really good tip generally for multiple choice and I think it's even more important for exams like yours, kind of advanced multiple choice, if you like, where you've got the sort of single mm-hmm. best answer and you might have multiple answers that are actually correct, but you're looking for the, the kind of most correct. I really like to, to, to have some sort of system to score the answers mm-hmm. as you're reading through them. So 
what I would do in your case, you've got the question on the screen and the answers answer options on the screen, and then you've got some paper to make notes on. So in my notes, I'd write down the question number and then just A, B, C, D on four lines mm. for the to represent the four answers. I won't copy out the answer, obviously. That's wastes too much time. Um, but then for as I'm looking through each answer option on the screen, I reach a judgment about it and how correct it is, which I then record on my paper in my notes. So let's say I look at option A and I think, yeah, that's definitely correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great answer. I might give that, I might give it a score of a double tick in my little system. So double tick, meaning very, very confident. This is very accurate, very right, <laughs> very correct. Um, let's say I look at option B and I'm not really sure. Maybe the, I'd score that with a question mark. I look um, at option C and maybe I think it might be right, but I'm not like 100%. Maybe I'd give that a tick question mark as a score to indicate I think it's right. And then maybe option D, I look at that and maybe option D as well. I say, oh, I'm definitely sure that's right. And so I give that a double tick as well. So what that would mean is then I've got option A and option D, which I've both scored with a double tick. I've said both of these answers, like I'm very sure those are right. So then I just need to decide, well, okay, which one of these is the best pick of the two? So there's two I've scored the same. I need to now pick out, yeah. okay, which one of these am I going to go for? Um, it does a couple of things for you. One, it makes sure that you are being very systematic in evaluating mm -hmm. each option as it comes. Um, two, if you don't do this, you kind of have to remember your judgments in your head. And that's just an extra strain on on, on kind of working memory, like your, your kind of processing power. Like if you have to, by the time you look at option number four, you've kind of got to remember your judgments about option A, B, and C. And you've got to remember all the way back to option A mm. that you thought that was a good one as well. Mm. You've got to kind of hold that idea in your head while you're thinking about the others. So it just kind of clogs up your thinking power a little bit. Whereas if you write it down, you can let go of those judgments as you make them. It frees up as okay. much of your processing power uh, to evaluate each option. So it's like you start afresh with a new option without being clouded by yeah. option A. Because often as you go through option C, you are still thinking about option A yeah. and it clouds your judgment of option A just as an option yeah. in its because you constantly comparing, then you don't maybe explore all that option C will come with because you 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 also having this bias but you you sure it could just be a you know absolutely yeah and it's also helpful if you need to come back to answers later so is there some sort of system in your exam where you can like flag questions and come back to them later if you're not so sure yeah so this this scoring you can look back through your notes and go back to, you know, if you're coming back to question seven, say, you can look back at question seven and you'll have written down A, B, C, D next to the question number seven in your notes. And you'll see your judgments that you had originally. And that might help you shortcut your way to checking your thoughts on question seven. Um, and you'll see, oh, okay, yes, I remember now. I was checking between these two. I was checking between A and C or A and D. Um, let me just double check B. Yeah, no, I'm happy that's excluded. C, yeah, no, I'm happy to exclude that. Okay, let me just think about A and D again. Um, and it, it, it saves you time sort of picking up your train of thought where you left off if you are going to come back to questions later, which is quite helpful.
and making that decision between A and B, like if A has two ticks and D has two ticks, that I find that very hard. Like, like now what I've been doing is just like try and see which one is more risky kind of thing. Like go back to the stem and look, you know, yeah. What would, what are your thoughts around that? I like this system. I'm actually going to use it now as I practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice one. And you can come up with your own little code. I mean, mine one runs from double tick to single tick to tick question mark and then question mark in the middle for really not sure either way then cross question mark for slightly think it's wrong single cross for i think this is wrong then double cross for this is absolutely definitely wrong i've got no particular advice for choosing between two answers you think are equally good other than and this is quite hard to talk to without a specific example but sometimes you get questions where there are sort of multiple components to to the question. So there are multiple issues in play. So let me mm. let me try and make up an example and you might not have any questions that are like this, but maybe the principle would apply to questions you do actually have. So let me try and give the example. Let's say you have a question that comes up and it's basically asking what would be an appropriate treatment for this set of symptoms and it gives you like five symptoms. What you could do is kind of make a little table of the five symptoms, one, two, three, four, five, and then evaluate, okay, option A, option D, these are the two I'm deciding between, how do they score on each of these five criteria? And you might get A, option A is like, is pretty good on four out of the five, and option D is great, is good on five out of the five. So if there's opportunities to kind of break it apart a little bit more that's usually that's usually a good good approach to take cool that's nice i've I've, i think i've used that strategy you know like so we 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 study the dsm5 yeah a criteria based you know system if you're not familiar with psychology dsm is the diagnostic and statistical manual if i recall correctly and that is basically the manual that contains all the different mental health disorders that you might diagnose someone with um, and the criteria that you need to meet or the or the, mm. uh, the symptoms that you might look for uh, to get yes. a certain diagnosis. Definitely. So it's like if you're thinking of this as like depression, a major depressive episode, you need five symptoms. Right. So if you put between A and B, then you're like, oh, but they have four you know, then, and then you, you, you like, oh, okay. So clearly that, that excludes option A, if it was a diagnosis of, of MDD. So I've, 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 I've tried, um, I've played around with that in my practice and I've, I've discovered that sometimes I just, you know, like sometimes you want it to be the answer that you want it to be. So, and you're like, but that's not like stick to facts. So I've also like learned about, okay, in exams, you know, it's not about thinking out, out, out of the box when it comes to the question. The question is the question. The facts are the facts. They are there. And use the facts that you have been given. Don't add your other facts or think, because what I would do is like, but what if this and this and this happens? <laughs> like, But no, they're not asking about your what if scenarios. They are asking about what is in there and the examiner had an intention for 
bringing those particular things. And my job is to actually get to what he was trying to to ask when 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 they put those uh, certain key pointers yeah. in there in the question. I think that's a really important point. Um, my my old chemistry teacher back at school had a really nice phrase that I think sums this up. That's that's stuck with me ever since, which is stick with what you know. Like the exam isn't out to trip you up. Even a really hard exam, like a really advanced exam like yours, they're not out to trip you up. It might be complex, mm. but you don't have to make stuff up to answer the questions. You don't have to be creative <laughs> to answer the questions. Stick with what you know, stick with what the question tells you, stick with what's there in black and white. Mm. I think that's a really important point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was struggling with that. So it's like one of the things I've noted, like, oh, okay. So I need to, when I'm practicing, be very intentional about sticking to what has been asked. Go back line by line. I'm not a very pedantic person, um, but with the exams, you have to be. Like, you absolutely need to be. (laughs) Because everything that was said there was said with a purpose. And that could be your clue to getting the answer right. But I really wanted to ask you, just like three weeks before exam, one week before exam, two days before exam, whilst you are doing the exams, like what do you do? Three weeks before, two, um, one week before. And like that day when I go right and then I come back, do I, what would be your advice? Because I know last time I went back and I was like, oh my gosh, I got that wrong. Um, yeah don't don't look up what the answers should have been that doesn't help anybody that the exam you've just taken goes from in the second in the moment the examiner says pens down or keyboards down i suppose if it's a digital exam on a computer that exam yeah (laughs) that exam goes from being the most important thing in your life to the least important thing in your life uh and your job now is to refocus on what's next and, and the next exam. Okay, in terms of what to do in the final sprint, what what are your ideas? What could you do? I, I, to me right now, I feel like it's practice, 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 practice. Yeah. And looking at my, you know, because practice will reveal areas of weakness. And then you, you go and reinforce them. Because sometimes if you don't practice, you won't know where you, you know, if you have a weakness. And also you go through your, um, your blueprint. So I've been going through my blueprint and just checking that I've covered the things that are in my blueprint. And if maybe there's something I've left behind and sort of like go through that also. I think that's another thing I was thinking, you know, some people say, no, you can never learn anything new in the three weeks before exam, in the day before exam, you can't learn anything new. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I know last time, the two weeks before the exam, I just couldn't, I couldn't anymore. I just, I was not in the space to do anything, even practice. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I, I would generally say like, with the final three weeks, you get more benefit from focusing on consolidating things you've seen before rather than trying to 
look at brand new things for the first time because typically it would take a couple of repetitions at least before you get to the point where you know new stuff whereas you've already got a head start with things you've seen before and it might just be one final repetition in the final few weeks can help you get it to a point where you could answer the questions on it in the exam making peace with the fact that you'll never know every single detail that there is to know uh, particularly for an exam like yours i think is quite an important thing um no one has ever finished learning for an exam like this. It's it's impossible. You can only do your best in the time you've got available. Um, there'll be some details you don't know, and that's okay, because you don't need 100% to pass the exam. I was like two points behind the borderline candidate flight last time. So close. And it's so close, but yes, so far. <laughs> you'll be okay. You'll be, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Um, you were so close last time. Think of all the good things you've been doing since then and how much more confident you're feeling even compared to you know mm. august september when we first spoke mm. and you were so already so close last time so mm. just think how good this time's going to be for you <laughs> um you made flashcards or q a notes I think. Mm. um a bit of both was it a bit of both yeah. so i started with q a notes yeah and these those are so good, especially when you're like going over the topic again yeah. and revising. Yeah. They're really good, and they make your notes too. Like they, you know, you don't have this elaborative notes that don't make sense, but you know exactly what you need to know in the topic. So I use those, and then flashcards as I, you know, was moving along those notes because then my notes like there's a lot of notes. I can't have them with me wherever I go. And I'm like, if I have to go and get my license, I'm missing time. But I could have, you know, my phone with me and just be going through some concepts that I've already studied yeah. uh, whilst I'm waiting the line. So that was that has been the advantage of using Anki. Yeah. How long would it take you to go back through and test yourself on all your flashcards or all your Q&A notes? I don't know. Because I was thinking about them like there's so much. Like if you had two days or three days solid, mm. would it would you get through it all? Hmm. Probably. Just working through them. Yeah. Working through If you have time for that, mm. that is quite a good exercise to do in the last three weeks before an exam. So if you've made something like flashcards or QA notes, when you're in the final few weeks, like short term memory starting to kick in as an effect. So it's easier to remember something you heard in the last few weeks than it was if you'd only looked at it last in, you know, September. So it's kind of a nice opportunity just to look back through everything, do some a sort of final round of retrieval practice on like everything or, or you know, as much as possible. Mm. And again, you know, don't worry if you make some mistakes at this stage. Because we're so close to the exam, it's even more likely that some of those mistakes you might remember the right answer when you look at it. If you have time, you could even do like a, a a second round of that. So let's say it takes you three days to go through everything and then maybe there's 20% of the questions that you feel are particularly challenging and are also important mm. points, particularly important points to know. So you identify, yeah, maybe like 10, 20% of the questions. So that might then only take you three or four hours to go through. Um, so you might do, do kind of two rounds like that. So you get a second round of practice on those questions you got wrong that are particularly important. 
do you feel you've got like would you have time in your over the next three weeks to do to do something like that as as well as doing a few keeping doing a few practice questions I think so because I'm thinking um the exam is on a Thursday and a Friday yeah. so if I can start like that week before you know um, yeah. it's actually know that you know that is something that because you feel like okay you have a plan you know yeah. that is what you're gonna be doing now and hey if you don't get through everything if you don't get through every topic no worries you just do as much as you've got time for yeah because with, with practice also you like oh i didn't i didn't remember i don't remember this well then you always you are going back you try to remember okay it's not coming then you just go back so there's opportunities for um reviewing your work with you know using different modalities yeah. maybe you you will get to it, but the the Anki cards is just you, it gives you that confidence that you've gone through everything again. Yeah. You are you were asking about what to do on the day you've ri- you've written the exam, I think as well. Um, tell me your timetable for those two days. So, what time roughly are the papers? It's one o'clock. One o'clock. One five. One to five both days. Five o'clock on day one. I would do nothing <laughs> i take it easy mm. i go back to wherever i'm sleeping that night and i just have something nice to eat chill out like <laughs> have a have a bath try and get an early night and if i'm yeah you might you may or may not sleep well you know not everybody sleeps super well at exam time but you know don't don't don't, don't worry about it like you know you still try and give yourself an early night and, uh i'll tell you what you're much less likely to sleep well if you're staying up all night trying to cram your flashcards <laughs> I guess the morning of both papers, so you've got your paper at one o'clock on the first day, your paper at one o'clock on the second day. I might just take an hour, maybe 45 minutes, an hour or something, just have a have a final look through a few particularly important little corners. Maybe that, that kind of 10% of the material I'd identified that's that's both hard and high yield, so important, you know, likely to come up. Mm-hmm. You know, once mm-hmm. I've done that second round, if there's anything that I'm really still struggling with at that point, maybe I just give myself a couple of sheets of A4 paper worth of space to just scribble down. Okay. These are the things that I'm still really struggling with and that haven't stuck Mm. yet. And those couple of sheets are what I look through the morning of both exams. And potentially if something has come up in exam one and then on day two, I just like cross it out from my cheat sheet almost. Um, and then I look through what's what's remaining. If I can do a bit of retrieval practice on it, if I can write out a few of those, I might be like key tables, key formulas, key sets of mm-hmm. symptoms or diagnostic criteria or whatever it is. Um, yeah, if I can sort of write out a few of those from memory just to just to practice it. But yeah, like those days, basically I'm just taking it easy. I'm not doing too much outside the exam because the exams are going to take a lot out of you. It'll take a lot of a lot of focus, a lot of concentration. You want to preserve your your energy for that. Mm. How are you feeling about it? You know, there are days I feel like I got this. I see myself doing this. I'm just like, oh. (laughs) But I'm a totally different person than the person I was three weeks before my exam last time. Yeah. 
If you're ever having a wobble, that sounds like the perfect thing to hold on to. You know, the fact that you were so close last time, combined with how much improved you feel compared to last time, that's surely got to be worth at least a couple of marks. <laughs> Probably quite a bit more. Um, so yeah, like you've 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 done the hard work. These final few weeks. Mm. This is the kind of icing on the cake. This is the cherry on the cake. Mm. If you have a good day, if you have a bad day, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much at this stage. You know, you're, you're kind of tying a bow on everything you've done so far. And yes, it's useful time, but also at this point, yeah, the, the real work has been done. So mm. don't kind of stress too much if you end up doing a five-hour day when you intended to do a six-hour day or whatever it is. Um you're in a good place now. You, you've got this. It's it's yours to reach out and take. Yeah. I like that. You know, like I wrote this exam the last time and I felt maybe not prepared and got 57 and I, you know, two points short of the mark. Like just knowing that now I've worked harder than I did last time means that, you know, I'll get more than that mark like so what I have coming from this today I just have confidence you know just like that reassurance that my work will pay off because I think you know sometimes you like doubt like are you doing enough are you you know so I think that to me the one thing that it's just anchored me like okay you're good you just continue doing and now I have a plan and what I'm going to do, go throw my flashcards when, you know, that, that I feel anchored and reassured, you know, as I feel, as I leave. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. My perspective about my first try and now, you know, like just talking to you now just turns into such a positive it's it's just, I don't know, it's kind of like iri-firi, but it's just like it's woven into, you know, like one journey. It's like one thing. It's not like this thing you failed or whatever. Yes, you did make the mark, but it's like part of this prep. Well, will you let me know how it goes? Oh, for sure I'll email you. <laughs> Thank you so much, William. Well, thanks again, Sibo. And if you're wondering how the story ends, uh, she went on to take her exams as planned. Uh, and just a few weeks after that, uh, she dropped me an email to share the results. And it was not only a pass, uh, but a pass with distinction. So a fantastic result. Many, many congratulations, Sibo, and well earned. If you'd like to talk to us about getting some coaching support uh, for for, you, for yourself, uh, then my colleague, uh, Dr. Alex Hibble, and I are both here to help. Uh, Alex specialises in supporting school-age and university-age students uh, with the success in their major exams and academic performance generally, uh, including written uh, academic projects if you're at university, uh, while I now focus mainly on adult or professional learners like SIBO. The first step, uh, whether you're talking to myself or Alex, uh, is usually a consultation call. Uh, so I've put links in the episode description to book a little time to chat with either myself or Alex. Uh, I'd suggest booking a chat via Dr. Alex's link if you are at school or university, 
uh, or use my link to book a chat with me if you are a professional taking exams or, or an adult learner. Alex and I look forward to meeting and talking more about how we might be able to help you reach your exam goals the smart way. For now, thank you so much for joining us for this episode today. Uh, And particularly if you've got exams coming up in the next few weeks, I'd just love to wish you, as always, every success in the world. I'll be rooting for you. Good luck.